Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by Vladimir Aguilar. Really appreciate Vladimir joining me today. If you're a fan of the Kelly Patrick Show, I ask that you please send me some health insurance referrals. That's the best way to support the show. I'm an independent broker for people going on to Medicare. If you're already on Medicare, that'd be a great referral, or you know someone who needs help with their Medicare coverage. Under the age of 65, um, you know, I can help with Affordable Care Act plans or other options, and also group health insurance. I'm located in Louisville, Kentucky, but I do a lot of business in the state of Florida also, licensed in 12 states across the country. Uh, please send me some health insurance referrals. The details for the sponsors of The Kelly Patrick Show are as follows. The title sponsor of the show is Louisville Combat Academy, located at 7908 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. They have a great MMA program, but also, even if you aren't planning on fighting in the cage, they have a great jiu-jitsu program for adults, female-friendly classes, and a great kids program also. Check out Louisville Combat Academy. Heidi Solars Coots. Heidi is a licensed clinical social worker and licensed clinical alcohol and drug counselor, specializing in treating anxiety, depression, trauma, and addiction with a mindful and holistic approach. Heidi is actually my mother, and I can attest she is a saint. Call her at 502-457-1823. Virtual and telephonic appointments are available anywhere in the United States. Veercast Digital Media. Veercast Digital Media at veercast.com. Matt McCarthy runs Veercast, and he is also the producer for The Kelly Patrick Show. They do video production, aerial drone photography, web design, and podcast production. Contact them at info at veercast.com to start your own video show or podcast. Also, my health insurance practice, Benefits Analysis Corporation. Based in Troy, Ohio, I work from my Louisville, Kentucky office. I can help anyone in the United States with their health insurance needs. I'm an independent broker for health insurance solutions for individuals, families, Medicare-eligible individuals, and also groups. I can also write life insurance, and long-term care. If you want to support the podcast, please send me some referrals. 502-386-0978. Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by Vladimir Aguilar. Yes. Very, very uh, um, big honor for me to have you on the show. Thank you for uh, giving me the chance. Uh, of course, my wife Yanni is from Cuba also. Yep. She's from Las Tunas. What part of Cuba are you from? Well, I'm born in the, the uh, island on the south of Cuba. We call that uh, Isla de la Juventud. Okay. But I was raised in Havana because okay. all my uh, dad family is from Havana. Okay. So I moved when I was 10 years old from La Isla to Havana with my dad's family. Okay. And that's where I get all my you know, schools, work, my son, all my family's there. Okay. Um, and I'm going to be asking you what sound like some very personal questions. So I apologize for being intrusive. Go ahead, man. <laughs> um, so how old are you? I'm 38. 38. Me too. Okay. 1983. Oh, I'm 84. Okay. I'll, I'll turn 39 uh, August 21st. So just okay. in a couple of weeks. Okay. So we're the same age. At what age did you come to the United States? Well, uh, I got here like uh, June 2015, but I was out of Cuba before that. Okay. Where, where did you go? 
So kind of like long short history. I went to Canada first. Canada, yeah. For Cuba and Canada are very friendly. Yeah, I know because Castro and uh, Trudeau they were like really friends. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know, everyone thinks like Justin is like Fidel's son. Yeah. yeah. So okay, so you got to the United States in 2015, seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you were a couple years in Canada prior to that. No, actually, I was three years in Canada. Okay. Then I went to uh, Trinidad and Tobago. Oh, wow. For two years. Okay. I was working there and doing like a camera freelance jobs and all that kind of stuff. And then I decided to come over here by land, you know, Venezuela, because Trinidad is next to Venezuela. Okay. So we jump in a boat to Venezuela and then from Venezuela start crossing all the way to here. That was 2015. Okay. Yep. Um, you just speak two languages? Three. Three. What else? French. French. Because okay. I was in Montreal. Okay. So okay. there's no choice. If you're there, you have to speak French. Very cool. Yeah. Um, did you know the whole time that you would like to end up in the United States? No, at all. At all. Actually, uh, we were like pretty good in Trinidad because I was working with the... Uh, you know, TV stations there and uh, production companies. And I was doing, like, really good money and all that. But then suddenly, uh, December 17, 2014, when Obama announced the uh, relationship with Cuba, Mm -hmm. I told my fiancé, like, you know what? Let's go to the United States. Mm. She said, like, what do you mean? (laughs) How are we going to go there? I say, I don't know how. But we have to go there because these people already, you know, became friends. So at some point, Obama going to end the uh, uh, immigrant support. And what was the exact date on that? Uh, December 17, 2014. Okay. December 17, 2014. Yeah. Um, okay. And being that my wife, Yanni, is from Cuba, she came to the United States in 2014. And so it's been a process. She then got her daughter here in 2018. Mm-hmm. So it took her four years to go yep. through all the, the process uh, of getting her here. Um, so it's always very fascinating to me to learn more about people who, who came from Cuba and to learn about your, you know, your political journey. Um, you are uh, very involved politically. Yes. Well, I mean... I think so. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, compared to some, maybe not. I'll say like uh, I like more political stuff than food, and people know I'm a big eater. So okay, <laughs> um, you are anti. You're comfortable saying you're anti the communist regime in Cuba all the time. Well, all the ways or communists, because people sometimes they tend to confuse. Like, obviously, everything is for me is communism. You know. But these days, people call it other ways, like social, democratic, socialism, or whatever they want to call. Okay. But at, this, at the end of the day, it's the same thing. So I'm anti all of that. Okay. 100%. Libertarian, everyone has the right to, you know, free market, free uh, freedom of speech, and yeah. Minimal, you're an advocate of a minimal government. All the time. I sat next to you at the table at the uh, Rand Paul Paul. event uh, just a few months ago, and Mm -hmm. I assume you're a a fan. If you had to choose between Democrats or Republicans, you'd be more Republican, but... Actually, uh, I I consider myself Republican. Okay. Despite, like, 
you know, we we know some some these days we got a bunch of like people who declare themselves Republicans, but at the end of the day is is a lie. Sure. They their values is like really out of Republican values, you know, like the conservative values. Okay. But yeah. Um when you left Cuba originally to go to uh Canada, Trinidad, uh did you know at that time that you were anti the Cuban regime? Did oh yeah. You, oh, yeah. you knew 100%. that from the beginning. Oh yeah. Yeah. My um the history of my family which I discovered recently because uh, I have a, my grandma, my, my dad mom, she left Cuba in the 88. In 1988. Yeah. Uh, the, the husband she had in that time, he was a political prisoner. I didn't know that. Wow. And I didn't see her for like 30-something years. Wow. Actually, I met her here in the States. Where did there, she live? Oh, there in South Carolina right now. I got my auntie there and my, my granny's there. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And uh, that's part of the uh, Cuban family separation because the regime. But my dad, he always knew about everything in Cuba. So the education that I had, it was based on that. Like the government is bad. And at some point, they're going to start to, you know, trying to brainwash you in the school and all of that. Don't believe nothing of that. Everything is a lie. Where is your father now? Uh, he's in Mexico. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He left Cuba like two thousand four. Wow. Last time he was in Cuba, and then he established in Mexico. He's a musician, so he's a musician. Yeah, yeah. Well, and he went to jail for the uh, regime because uh, it was an operation after the uh, Barriel. Okay. There was an operation. <clears throat> they call it uh, Havana Five Hundred. It was an operation to clean up the streets because uh, Castro, you know, he opens the uh, jails and the uh, psychiatric hospitals. Like the Scarface like, stuff. Yeah, kind of like that. So after all of that happened, he cleaned up the streets, you know, like, let's put some people in the jail and uh, just to show other people, like, we, we're going seriously, you know. So by that, he was, you know, walking on the streets one day, um, close to our home, like, uh, I'll say like three, four blocks from our home. It's in the middle of Havana, La Rampa. And they just stop him like, hey, give me your ID, whatever. He said, yeah, get it. So what are you doing here? Like, well, I'm a student. He was a student by that time. And they sent him to jail with no explanation just because, just because of that. You know, because they say, no, you have to be working because you are 18 years old. Mm -hmm. So 18 years old, obviously, you are an adult in Cuba. So you're supposed to be working. And he said, like, no, I'm in the school still. They didn't believe that. So they sent him to jail for one year. Okay. Um, what made you choose Louisville, Kentucky? Or well, did, did you choose? How did you end up here? No, actually, it wasn't my decision. I went through uh, McAllen, Texas, the border. And then I went to Miami, obviously. <laughs> I'm Cuban, you know. Sure. But I didn't like Miami. It was kind of like, uh, I'll say, too many Cubans there. <laughs> Um, Why is that a bad thing? Well, I was trying to leave Cuba a little behind. You wanted to learn English. Well, I knew English by that time. You've known English for yeah, a long time. Yeah, but the thing is, like, uh, we call Cuba, uh, Miami, like, north of Cuba. Like, when you get there, like, oh, chico, que vola serie? I was like, eh, this is not the idea about United States that okay. I have in my mind, you know? 
So I went through a refugees program in Miami with the uh, church services. Catholic charities? Uh, no, it was actually like uh, the World Service Church, something like that. Okay, okay. And they help people to relocate in other states. Okay. So there was like a waiting list. You have to, you know, stay there for a while. And I put my name in that list. And they say like, well, this is a, like a federal program. So there's not too many choices. Whatever. This is a federal program. Yeah. Okay. So whatever you get, you know, it's, it is what it is. I say, okay. So they call me like two, three weeks later. They told me like, hey, we got a spot in Kentucky. You want to try there? I said, like, well, yeah. So, What did you know about Kentucky? Uh, fried chicken. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> yeah, that was all. Um, then I started to do my research on internet, you know, about the horses and bourbon and all of that. Um, they said, like, yeah, we're going to send you there. We're going to put a social worker to, you know, try to settle down and find a job and all of that. And they sent me through the um, uh, Kentucky Refugees Minister. Okay. So I got here. They there was a person waiting for me in the airport, and then next day I went to this, the uh, refugee minister, and uh, I start from there. Okay. Yep. Um, and you like it here? Yeah, it was like because um, Louisville has some uh, places that resemble a lot to uh, to Montreal. So I was like, well, this is different, you know. So I was used to that because it's quiet and, you know, it's not a crazy traffic down in Miami. And it was more about the American culture, you know, like sure. real American. Sure. So, yeah, I start from there and uh, I say, well, whatever happens, I'll take it. And here I am. And you've now been in Louisville since what year? Uh, 2015. Okay, you've been, that's what you said. Yeah, so I stay in Miami like, not even like a month. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you now have your, you have one child, you have your son here. Yeah, he just got here. Was that easy to get him here? Well, I started the process back in 2018. So, check. Four here. years. Yeah. yeah, four years. And uh, we, I had to go to Guyana to get him. And I spent like a, almost like a month there. Uh, How long ago was that? Uh, I was in... Uh, Eight of March. I okay. Got here on April. So just a, a yeah, four months ago. Yep, four wow. months ago. Um, wow. It, there, there's a lot of angles that I could ask about that, but it, was he excited to come here? Or obviously. Apprehensive. Obviously. Obviously. So he came straight from Cuba. Yeah. He he came straight from Cuba to Guyana, Guyana, United States. He knows that this is yeah, it's generic or corny, but the land of opportunity. Yep. That applies. Yep. Because actually he was struggling right there, you know, because... Uh, he was in Havana? Yeah, Havana with his mom and everything. And uh, despite I was, you know, sending money to him and trying to help him. Like, so he was living in Havana better than many people in Cuba because you were able to send yep. him $100 a month or something yep. or yep. whatever minimal was, amount. You know, sending like clothes, uh, shoes and all of that. But still, at some point he was like, Dad, you can do nothing if I have like no power here in the house. Sure. We cannot cook because we got no electricity. Yeah. You know? So you can do nothing about it. Yanni, my wife Yanni was um, talking with her sister today and she was telling her how, in at least in Las Tunas, where yeah. they are uh, all night, no electricity now. And now going to be worse after the uh, Matanzas 
fire with the... Uh, That's still yeah. going. They say that fire is still yeah. going. They can't yeah. get this fire out. They're asking other countries to help. Yep, but obviously, they, they will never ask the closest one and the most prepared to those type of situations like United States because mm -hmm. the political things is over the citizenship. You know, like, they don't care about the people. Um, when was the last time you went back to Cuba? 2018. Okay. Yeah, that was the last time. Do you plan on going back? Nope, never. Until they become like a free land. If you were to go back, do you think you would be in trouble? Yep. What would happen? Do you know? They will try to... Make up some bullshit yeah, charges, whatever. say you're a criminal or something? Yeah. They're going to plan drugs, whatever, despite I don't do drugs, I don't smoke. Well, I mean, other than cigars sometimes. They you don't do anything illegal. They would make no. up some bullshit charges. That's yep. common to happen in Obviously. Cuba. That happened to, I don't know if you know about Alan Gross. I don't think so. The guy they swapped for the uh, five spies they had here in jail. Okay, I think that I was, may have heard of that. Yeah, Obama did that uh, swap. Yes. So Alan Gross, he was basically like a USA uh, employee. And uh, he went there to the uh, uh, Jewish community okay. to try to help them to... Uh, establish like uh, connections to internet and all of that and obviously they accuse him of being a spy and all of that and uh, there we go it's exactly what's happening with the uh, basket uh, player right now in Russia okay Brittany Griner yes yeah kind of like that that's that's the uh, scenario um, how okay so th there's <clears throat> My understanding is in the United States, in Miami, there's the most Cubans. Mm -hmm. It goes like this, I think. That's the first, yeah. yeah Miami's number one. I uh -huh. think Clearwater or Tampa is maybe number two. Uh, Do you know? I won't say that. I will say like uh, Las Vegas. Okay, I was going to say somewhere in Nevada. Or, Las right. Vegas is like real, real. You think that's not even higher than yeah. Yeah. Clearwater or Tampa? Uh, obviously, when you see Tampa in the uh, superficial land, Compared to Las Vegas, is smaller. Okay. So there's more Cubans in uh, Las Vegas. Okay. I think so. So maybe I, I it might be wrong. Yeah, maybe it's Miami, Las Vegas, maybe then Clearwater, but Louisville's somewhere up there. Yeah, no, maybe but number I'll four say or five. After, after Houston, Las I think. No, I'll say after that, uh, New Jersey. New Jersey. Oh, I have there heard there's a good bunch number. of Cubans there. Okay. Yeah, Louisville has to be like the fourth or the fifth. Okay. Easily after that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> so you identify as a Republican. You feel very strong about that because Republicans are the most, on average, the most anti-socialist. Uh huh. So that's, I mean, it's cut and dry for you. Well, that's I mean, the biggest. There's two party. To be honest, we live in a two party <laughs> system. Yeah. One is more pro socialism, the Democrats. I wish one we, is more we have like a more people on the Libertarian Party. Sure. But I mean, I get it. Is what we got. So, um, of the people who are coming to the United States from Cuba right now, because there's a lot even yep. coming to Louisville. It's right a new now. wave. Yeah, I, I'm at the boxing gym at House of Warrior, and we have a couple new Cubans guy, guys just came in a couple weeks ago, and those are just the ones who box. Yep. Um, so I think there's still plenty coming to Louisville right now. Yep. Uh, I'm very curious. How do you think they politically feel? Are they unaware often? Or, or what percent, if you had to guess, do you think are as informed politically as you are? Well, the thing is, like, uh, the we have to be clear on something with Cubans. 
there's still a lot of people with fear out there, even when they are outside of Cuba. Because the thing with Cuba, uh, with the Cubans, it's most like uh, if I'm in Cuba, I won't talk because uh, I could go to jail. Sure. Then if I I'm, wouldn't either, to be fair. You I'm know, not claiming I would. Yeah. Like, and if I'm outside of Cuba, I don't want to talk because they won't let me go inside. Or they may get your family in trouble. Yeah. Well, I mean, probably not. At this point, it's not that bad. Okay. The thing is, either ways, you're gonna lose. Okay. Because that's exactly how the government wants you. Like, shut up. Don't say nothing about it. Don't you know? Don't denounce. Don't don't say nothing, and then you will be safe. You know. Uh, but obviously, I'm not that way. I've never been that way. Um, they call me like a troublemaker. Yeah. You know? Like, obviously, when you stand up and you fight for your rights and um, whatever, you're a troublemaker, you're a radical, you are all of that. Same things happening right here, like, yeah, Gusano. Um, but, yeah, this is me, and uh, I'll never shut up. <laughs> uh, I have had Maria Rodriguez on the uh -huh. podcast, Darian Barrios. So, I mean, there's a, a good amount of Cubans who are yeah. comfortable speaking out. Oh, yeah. My oh, wife, yeah. Yanni, is. Um, but I asked you about the current Cubans coming over, and you said you have to be aware that there are still some who are afraid, basically, of the Cuban government. Obviously, so. I'm, I'm pretty sure most of them, some of them work for the government. Because mm. that, that's what happened with the all of this wave, you know? Like, let's go back to the history. Uh, back in uh, 1980, we got uh, Mariel. You know, there was a lot of like good Cubans who came on the uh, Mariel wave. Mm -hmm. But Castro, he opened up the uh, jails and the prisons and the uh, psychiatric places to let all that people go out. But at the same time, he let their spies to come over here. You know, because so, that's the way how the communist works. They're not uh, dumb. Yeah. So that has been happening since uh, that time or even before. Um, then we got uh, Clinton with the uh, the raft in the Guantanamo crisis. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure they sent some agents too through that stuff. Actually, one of the spies, <coughs> uh, Gerardo, the one who is in power in the uh, committees right now in Cuba for the uh, revolution, something like that. He 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 was uh, swimming from the the sea from Guantanamo Bay and that's how they he came over here. That's the way they introduced the spies over here, you know. And that's clearly like that guy who went to jail in the United States for being a spy. He was the one who conspired to uh you remember those uh, two planes, the nineteen ninety four they uh the one lady who was yeah uh, he spy. Was the, yeah. What was her name? I'll find it. Sorry, go uh, ahead. Gerardo Nordello. No, but there was a female spy the two planes. Oh, Anna Belen. Well, Anna Belen wasn't back that time. That was a different... She's recently. Okay, okay. But Gerardo, he was the one who provided information to the Cuban government, so they uh, shot those uh, two planes. They take down those two planes, you know. So, but obviously, that's the way they, they do stuff, you know. So, every time there is a, like a wave of immigration, they try to send like the bad people from Cuba, but the their agents too. Okay, they trying to infiltrate the uh, American society with bad people. 
that brings me to the post you made just the other day. Uh-huh. Uh, that prompted me to invite you onto the show. Okay, I want to make sure that I find it. You shared um, on August 1st, you shared on your Facebook feed, which you're not, a, you're not afraid of any of this. No, and I actually have been blocked like a few times for posting that stuff. <laughs> <clears throat> You've been blocked by Facebook? Yep. Okay, so what you posted, you said in it, it, the, the post, Vladimir Aguilar, uh, August 1st, it says, in the picture circulated in yellow is Craig Greenberg, who is the Democratic candidate for Louisville mayor. He's the guy who got shot at by the Black yep. Lives Matter guy, yep. which that was bizarre. Because you associate the Black Lives Matter more so with the socialists. But anyways, <laughs> right? So I don't know what the hell that's, that was. That's how it works. They're, they're very high level. They're, Obviously. They're staging things. Yeah. Okay. It says here, uh, uh, so Craig Greenberg. Um, and then there is also the high-ranking officer of the Cuban Intelligence Agency. Yep. Um, in Cuban intelligence agencies and former ambassador of the dictatorship in the United States, Jose Ramon. Jose Ramon Cabanas. Okay. And it also has circulated in green is Mayor Greg Fisher, who's the current mayor of Louisville. Mm-hmm. And you say, now for the convenient, naive, you wrote this. Yeah, because the thing is like, uh, I've been called like too many names, you know. Like, Conspiracy theorist. Yeah. No, you're paranoid. You are like seeing things that are not real, but the truth is like, there's the proof of everything, you know? So I just tell people like, time is the only, the only one who has right. At some point, we all going to know what's going on. Okay. And this is proof of that, you know? So this is a photo. It says, for the convenient naive, I tell you that Convenient. I want to make sure I because uh, yeah, I want right. to make sure that I understand what you mean here. It says for the convenient naive. So what you're saying there is for those of you who pretend to be naive conveniently. Yep. Okay. I tell you that this meeting took place in the month of May 2017, coinciding with activities related to the Cuban community in the city, in which some of these individuals were closely linked up. Coincidence? I don't think so. If I've learned anything from the communists, it's that they do not leave anything to chance and hence derive two essential questions. Who was the link point for this match? And two, what benefit would the link point of such meeting get? The growing Cuban demography in Kentucky is not an accident of fate. A lot has been worked for it. And although some in the open, others not so much. So maybe transparent to some. Um... But uh, you, you feel there's other things going on. When I interviewed Darian Barrios, mm-hmm. uh, of course, he's running for the uh, John the Yarmouth's. Yep. Uh, congr- was attempting to get the Republican nomination to run for John Yarmouth's soon-to-be-vacated seat, which probably go to a Democrat, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but, but Darian came on the podcast, and he said that Yarmouth had connections to very yep. high-ranking uh, uh, co- Cuban communists um, for years. The thing is, like, uh, uh, I don't know if you knew about the uh, Washington uh, protest we did, like, uh, back in 2021 by the uh, July 11 events. Okay, yes. There were around, like, 60,000 Cubans there. Okay, I do remember that. So, uh, a group of Cubans, we met there with uh, uh, Mitch McConnell, because obviously he's the uh, representative from uh, Kentucky, mm-hmm. and we politely asked Jarmuth to, you know, have a meeting about, hey, 
this is happening in Cuba, the dictatorship is doing this to the people, you know, they are doing repression and all that. He refused to meet that people. And what do you take from that? What do, what do you think Yarmouth's motivations were for that? Well, the thing is, like, obviously, he, he got uh, uh, some kind of, like, friendship with the uh, Cuban government. Because uh, it's to my knowledge, I don't have any proof to, you know, to say, like, that was 100% sure. But it's to my knowledge, like, uh, some of the Cuban officials were here to meet him at some point. Mm-hmm. You know, like, same like they did with the... Uh, Fisher on the photo you just talk about it. So what what is the motivation for these Democrats to be involved? Well, first off, what's wrong with these Democrats being so closely aligned with the Cuban communist regime? What's what's wrong with that? Well, the thing is, like, I don't know if you know the uh, Cuban government is the head of, of the snake. Whatever is happening in uh, America for the... Uh, all the, uh, you know, the wars, like we can see Venezuela, what's happening. We see what's going on with Colombia right now. There's the so Cuba, many of the them. Cuban My friend Hector was telling me the other day yeah. going down by each. I mean, there's like two countries in South America or Central America that are not far uh, left. Yeah, I think it's Only Panama, two. Panama and Costa Rica. Yeah, but I've heard Panama's had trouble even lately. But that they seem to. They, they, they got their hands on Panama too. Okay, yeah. So, so. so, it's, it's, so you're saying Cuba is in large part... Yep. The head, oh, Fidel Castro, snake. when he yep. was alive, now Raul or uh, uh, Miguel Diaz-Canal, whoever yep. it is, they are in charge of all these Latin American countries and they're but far then, left. We, we have to make a point there because uh, before, like, every Cuban knows, like, Fidel Castro has their own people and Raul Castro has their own people too. Hmm. Th- there's two clans. I'll, I'll call those clans because those are mobs you know so in a mob there's clans like family clans okay it's the same thing fidel he got his own people on the government and all that after fidel became sick and he transferred the uh, power to raul raul was changing all of that in cuba you know even on the uh, government uh, uh leadership he was trying to swap that people from fidel to uh, his own people okay because obviously he didn't trust that people Actually, Raul is the one who always been behind the scenes, like, you know, with the, uh, you remember Oshoa uh, case when they came. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Raul was. Right? Yeah. That was like 1960s. In the 80s. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, um, Raul is the one behind all of that. Okay. All the time. He always was behind the scenes. Fidel became sick, and then he was putting his own people on the, you know, like the, the positions in the government because he didn't trust that people. I feel that's what was happening here in this city. I feel like there was a lot of people infiltrated here uh, by Fidel mandate. But then when Raul talked in power, they were trying to swap that people for new people. Okay. And obviously, some of those people, they were like old people and... Some people knew about them, like, oh, this person, you know, he's with the government and all of that. And it's clear that you are with the government when you got some benefits that other people don't have. Sure. You know, and that's how, how it works. easy to see that in Cuba. Everybody's poor, except there's someone who's yeah. like, oh, he always even, has nice even, things. Even over here. Even over here. Mm. Like, a person, I'll say, like, a person who got a, uh, I'll say, like, a shipment company. How you can 
have achievement company based on Cuba with a place in Cuba. Your name is under the Cuban government and all of that. How you get that without being involved with the government? So that exists here in Louisville? Yeah. Yeah, it's happening right now. Mm. It's, ha- it's happening right now. And they are there. Like, it's public knowledge. Wow. You know, it's not like I'm not stealing someone information from their phone or computer. No, 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 no. It's out there. Public information. Yeah. And I'm, I'm assuming like, well, if I'm a simple person who just got like a phone with Facebook and I can find all this information, what's the uh, agencies doing here? Like FBI, CIA, and NCA. What are they doing? Hmm. They know about it. They have to know about it. You know? So that's my question. Why? What's the benefit of all of it? You know? And uh, who's the person behind all of that? Do you feel the Democratic Party in the United States is far more sympathetic to communists than, the, than the Republicans? Well, no, they're, they're, they're not just like sympathetic. That's the main uh, guidelines right now for them. That's the central guideline for them. Because uh, the way you see like, things happening right now is the same thing Castro did in, back in the times. You know, take people uh, liberties one at a time. Like, first with the guns. You know, guns for what? We, need, we don't need guns. We got our ideas to fight, you know. And everyone knew what was about it. It was a lie. It was about control, you know, because that's the only way. Actually, that was the way he talked in power, <laughs> using the guns, you know. Um, the thing is, with all of these people, they use the uh, populism to get in power. And obviously, they try to use the, uh, the democracy mechanism to, to get in power. Once they get in power, they try to destroy whatever took them to the power so other people can't take there. Yeah, you know. it's happened in Chile, happened in Colombia, yeah. recent, very recently, well, Venezuela. Chile, Chile, they want to change the, uh, the uh, constitution right now because they say, oh, no, 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 it's a wrong constitution. Yeah, but you got in power for that constitution. So it was through democracy, it? yes. You Same know? with Fidel Castro. You see the video of him in like 1962 being interviewed by whoever. And Same they, thing. In English, they say, you said there was going to be elections. Why would, and he, his response is, why would we do elections? Yeah. What, for what? For what, you know? And but that's, that's how he, he got in was through a populist type that's what's happening right now when you see the uh, Democratic Party trying to change the law for uh, election. You know, why you want to change the elections and laws? Like, mm. no, has been clear for a bunch of years and everything works perfect. Why you want to change them now? I have said recently on a lot of these episodes that I actually don't think I like democracy. <laughs> Sounds bad well, because yeah. because if all right if if I'm if there's twenty people and I vote one way and all nineteen other people vote another way, why the fuck do I have to answer to what they are saying? Why? Well, yeah, why? because I, they said so. Yeah, I'm, that's I'm, democracy. Yeah, I'm the I'm the same way. I think the same way because even because my philosophy is like it doesn't matter how many people think one thing is right or wrong. Yeah. If you think it's right, it's right. Sure. Even if it's only you. Mm-hmm. If it's right, it's right. If there are like 2,000 people saying like it's right but it's wrong, mm-hmm. it's wrong. Sure. You know, that doesn't change like facts. Yes. What if uh, 
80% of the United States votes for Bernie Sanders or AOC to be our go. next president. How much do you like democracy then? Yeah. You like democracy. It's 80% of the country loves AOC. Okay, well then in 2024, she will be the president. And that's, that's actually part of my fight every single day. Because I have friends who, I'm a Trump supporter. Okay. Openly. Everyone knows that. And some people are like, no, because the thing is like, a, that's kind of like a... You, you're trying to create like a ideology. I'm like, it's not about the man. It's about the ideas. If tomorrow my friend Kelly, he got the same, you know, ideas and he got the money and he got the power to be president, then I would be a Kelly supporter. Okay. Because it's about the ideas. So far, Trump is the only one who got the guts. I don't know if I can say that here. Yeah. Yeah. So you say whatever the hell you want. You know, so he's the only one who, who knew these people, who they are, and he was the one, who, obviously, he got the money to do it because uh, that you, takes a lot of money. You say these people. It sounds to me like you're referring in large part to the, the, the woke, uh, divisive, yeah. okay, the woke, divisive ideology yep. that is prevalent in our country. Yep. Okay, so when you're speak, speaking about Trump having the guts to speak out against certain people, that's what you're talking about. That yeah, is socialism. It's trying to be divisive. It's trying to divide our country into these are the people who are good people. These are the people who are bad people, according to their definition. Yep. And Trump's coming in and saying, fuck all that. Um, we're Americans. We should all have our individual rights. Yep. The thing is, like, uh, for the long time, we, we had, like, the two uh, parties, like, you know, Republicans and Democrats. But to my opinion, some of the like most of them were the same thing the same thing they didn't care about the real people like america you know uh trump obviously we know he's not a politician so he was about like i don't care about politics i mm -hmm. care about the people and that's the job i'm gonna do okay and obviously it's proven that he did it like pretty well not like other people like but i mean not who, perfect who's perfect sure i'm not perfect you know perfect no one is perfect you know i'm probably gonna do some mistakes most if I'm not like a politician, but at least there were the, the good intentions about it. Things that we didn't have for so long. I'll mm -hmm. say after Reagan, Reagan was the last one, I think, he did a real thing for America. He spoke out against socialism, clearly. Uh, he was the one who done uh, with the uh, Soviet Union. Yeah. So the thing about Trump is like, he could be in power 2024, and that's fine. After that, he have to go because I respect the uh, Constitution. Okay. Some people call me like... Uh, Fascist. Yeah, you know. Say that you like, just want Trump to no, be the king? Want, no, I don't want any kings. Yeah. I don't want any kings. I just want the people who is in power and who got there like honest. Legitimately. Legitimately. Just let the guy do the job. After that, you can criticize him. Like, you know. Have DeSantis take over after him. I hope so. Yes. But, I mean... We know the uh, swamp because it's a swamp. Yeah, bush like bunch of like rats in that swamp is really really big. So I don't know if someone else gonna have the guts and the uh, money to fight that. Because we have to be clear, we need money to fight against that. If you wanna become like a politician right now, you need a lot of money. Because mm -hmm. otherwise, they're gonna take over you. Because the thing is, when someone seems a person like Trump or Vlad, I'll call myself, like, 
he doesn't respond to other people's interest, they're going to try to destroy him. Mm. And the only way you can face that is with money. Because mm-hmm. uh, I know a lot of people like uh, has been trying to run for politics and uh, obviously because they don't respond to some people's interest, they will try to, you know, first uh, kill their character, you know, and uh, secondly, if that doesn't work, we're going to try to kill that person financially, you know, and uh, that's how things are working these days from both sides, Republicans and Democrats. My thing with the uh, Republicans is like Democrats are what they are and they never hide themselves to show that, you know. But the thing with Republicans, sometimes you think a good a person should be like on your side, mm-hmm. and that person never do the job like he's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And we got Mitch McConnell example with that. That guy we support him like really bad back in 2020. I got a picture with him. I know. Were you a you part know? of that picture that he used yeah. for his campaign yeah. to do a summary? Can we sit? Can we be public about yeah. that? Okay, right. Mitch McConnell is smart. If you're a white man, is a politician in the United States especially in my opinion, if you're a Republican, it helps to have brown people with you. Uh-huh. Okay? Yep. It does. And so if you are Mitch McConnell and you live in Louisville part of the time, Washington, D.C., and then Louisville, uh, of course, there's plenty of Cubans here. There was a political uh, event, a Republican event, yep. and there's many Cubans, including yourself, uh, uh, Vladimir, yep. uh, and many others with the Cuban-American Association of Kentucky. Yep. And Mitch McConnell's, one of his advisors probably was like, Mitch, let's have you take a picture with all these brown people. Yeah, we went to a meeting on the, on the uh, Republican uh, headquarters okay. here in town. And uh, I was excited, you know, because I was like, oh, Mitch McConnell. Yeah, I, one I of the most about, powerful men in the world. Yeah, I knew about him. And he did a lot of, like, good stuff back in the days, you know, because okay. I, I read some histories about him and, you know. And I was like, okay, well, let me meet that guy. Um, and back in that time, everything was fine. Sure. But then uh, I see what happened after 2020, and uh-huh. I was like, what, what, what? So he got a picture with all these Cubans, uh-huh. and then without even asking, my understanding, yep. they used it as their official photo for his yep. campaign. Yep. And since then, he has d- taken many steps that the Cuban community in Louisville and really across Far the country yep. do not Far support from, yeah. do not support Mitch yep. McConnell at all really yep. anymore. But obviously he's gonna retire. So yeah, Daniel Cameron. Yeah, he don't he, he doesn't care anymore because I say Daniel Cameron. He's running for governor. Governor. Yeah, I don't know who's gonna take after uh, McConnell. I don't mm. know. I don't really know. I don't know who's the uh, candidate for that position. I'm, I hope he's a good person. Sure. I don't know. Um, but Mitch McConnell is basically like uh, like Joe Biden, or you know, he's yep. like a Democrat who yep. knows how to work the system. Yep. He's a good politician for himself. Yeah, obviously, that's what I he's mean, good at. I mean, he's arguably one of the best in yeah. the history of uh, politics. He's he like, was pretty good in the bad, you know, like uh, like some people like the background. I was like, well, yeah, uh, I support the ideas and the stuff he did in the past. Sure, but not anymore, man. Not anymore. Uh, we are recording today's episode today, which is Tuesday, August 9th, yep. 2022. I believe yesterday, the FBI... Just raided uh, Trump House. In Mar-a-Lago. Mar-a-Lago. Yep. Uh, have any thoughts on that? Well, that's exactly how the uh, communist works. You know, like, uh, when they don't have any reason... I told you already, like, they're going to call... They're going to go first for your... Try to kill your character. Sure. 
you know, like defamation and all of that. Same thing with we we saw what happened with Trump in the uh, 2016 campaign and all of that back in 2020, all of that. Obviously, they could do nothing about it because despite they don't they don't like it, there's a lot of people who support Trump. Mm-hmm. You know, so even when they use the whole media stream <laughs> they got so much dirt on him and he still won you know and uh, <laughs> so despite that they say okay let's try to go impeachment uh-huh. and okay let's try to put the guy behind bars or whatever and it, it won't stop at some point they're gonna do something you know it, they the thing is like with trump it's kind of like hard to create like a you know like a false case or something like that so they have to be really careful because at this point everyone knows like the FBI, CIA is all politics, you know, like it's all politics behind that. Sure. And we know who's behind that. And the same people who hid the Hunter Biden laptop yeah. story. Man, how, how, how crazy is this? We got Hillary Clinton. She, she's confirmed like she was a spying on Trump campaign. That's illegal in this mm-hmm. country. Mm-hmm. We got uh, the situation with uh, the a bunch of emails she raised. Nothing happens to her. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Mm-hmm. When when were they gonna call her? Like, hey, at least they, let's go now open an investigation of that. You know, we got Hunter Biden. We saw all the videos and all of that. Things that uh, at the beginning people were calling you like paranoid and uh, conspiracy, conspiracy You know, like well, now it's the videos outside. No one is doing nothing about it. And, the, and it, the New York Times has even come out and admitted, okay, yes, these yeah. are true. Because during the election, they were like, these are not true at all. You know, And now Biden's not even going to run for president probably in 2024. It'll I be mean, <laughs> the, the governor of California yep. or maybe yes, so. Michelle, Michelle Obama. Well, or- I don't think Ob- Obama is more like a, uh, they're trying to distract people with that. Okay. Because they know like Michelle has no... No chances at all. So you think it'll be Gavin Newsom? It's the only the only thing they have right now in hands. That's amazing to me. California has been a shit show yep. since Corona. And it's, it's really sad because that's an amazing place, man. It's an amazing state. You know, they got the... Uh, everything. Everything there. They got everything. Um, but that's the best they can do is take the guy who led, like, basically... The most, I'll, I'll the most you, communist state in the United I'll States. I'll tell you something. If uh, the communists go to the beach, any beach in the world, in five years, you won't have any sand. <laughs> They'll fuck everything up. If you put a communist in charge of a beach, in five years, you won't have any sand in that beach. Despite the beach you, you choose, the biggest one. Because that's how it works. They, they fuck everything up. Yep. Um, one of the stories I've been learning a lot over the past few years about the history of Cuba. Still don't know everything, of course. No one. Still yeah. I mean. <laughs> yeah. But one of the things I think is, I should, not funny, but was Che Guevara was put in charge of something in 1961. He was uh, the, uh, the president of the uh, bank. Okay. Cuba. Yeah. The f- <laughs> Obviously. Equivalent of he, the Federal Bank or Federal you know, Reserve type thing. Yeah, it's the National Bank. Yeah. And he said, guys... We export so much sugar. That's all we're known for is exporting sugar. Okay, yep. no more. We no more. need to do, we need to do some other different things. So they were relatively making a lot of money yep. compared to other Latin American countries from exporting yep. sugar all across the world, making all sorts of money. And he said, 
I'm sick of us being called the sugar the island. Sugar island. Yeah, yeah, we don't want to be that. Let's do something else. And then he just took the economy and just just went straight down. Just fuck the whole the thing, thing up. Is like, how are you gonna put a, a guy who is not a economist or whatever in charge of the economy? Are you crazy about it? It's like trying to give the uh, wheel uh, to uh, to a toddler. Like, yeah, you can drive this car. Like, despite you are like one year old, mm -hmm. you know, like, no, he cannot drive. He's not a driver. Yeah. Obviously, he's going to wreck. Even someone with an economics degree, it's proven those people fuck economies up all the time. Yeah. Okay. But he was a doctor. And, well, and, and not had even no a doctor. Wasn't a doctor? He, that's a real lie they sell a lot. Okay. He never finished their studies. Oh, okay. So he never got a diploma or nothing like that. So most people don't know that. But obviously, whatever you saw about Che Guevara is a lie. If you see someone wearing a Che Guevara t-shirt walking down the street in Louisville, do you say anything to them? No. You don't say anything? No, it's because it's a free country. Yeah, it's a free country. You can wear whatever you want. Okay. But I will have my opinion on you. What is your opinion? He's uh, ignorant. Okay. Because, uh, I mean, will you wear like a Hitler t-shirt? No. I mean, you're free to do it. Yeah. But you will never do it because mm -hmm. obviously Hitler is a bad guy. He's a bur he was a bur bad person. Same thing. Okay. Do you think maybe Hitler and Joseph Stalin were equally evil? Same thing. Equally evil? Same thing. Okay. Actually, Stalin was worse than Hitler. He killed more people. Yeah. <laughs> so Many more. He, li he was in charge for much longer. That's the thing with the uh, uh, idea of communism. Because like, uh, obviously, that's the left work to make things sound like nice when you talk about communism. But communism is worse than the, uh, the fascist. Mm -hmm. You know, because uh, at least Hitler, he was uh, fighting for something that he believed for himself. Mm. The thing with the communists is something that they believe not for themselves. For other people. Hmm. And if you don't believe that, I will kill you. Interesting. You know, like with Hitler, it was about like, I'm the uh, superior race. I'm the master of the head. Okay. If you are not, I'll kill you. Okay. You know, but then with the other people, it's like, you have to beat this. No me. If you don't become like that, I will kill you. Hmm. And then you got the result why the uh, communists spread so bad around the history and so many countries. Um, for many years, this is not new, the left in the United States has controlled the educational system. Uh -huh. And they have conveniently minimized the historical um, level of evil yep. that Joseph Stalin and the communists and Mao... Yeah. And, and that those Lenin. guys, everybody on the left, who yeah. how many people they have killed, and they have been sure to demonize uh, Hitler, Mussolini. Um, I guess there was a guy in South America who, where was that, Chile? Um, uh, Pinochet. Pinochet. So, so yeah. the, the right, they demonize more so. Now, don't get me wrong. I do believe Hitler, Mussolini, yeah, and Pinochet, they were bad people. horrible yeah. people, oh, fucking yeah, oh, horrible yeah. people. Well, about Pinochet, I don't know. Really? I don't know, because... Uh, how you think a, a guy is so bad that he transfers the power, mm. like by democratic way? Okay, because that was happening in Chile, and most people don't know that. Like Pinochet, yeah, he was a dictator, but at some point he 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 conceded the power. Like, okay, I'm gonna fix the country. Once it's fixed, you're gonna have like free elections, and the guy you elect, he's gonna be the president. Okay, and there's the the. The data. It's not like me inventing something, you know. 
And you like, okay, how bad was Pinochet? Okay. He, he was a real bad guy? Oh, because he killed a bunch of people. Yeah, go a bunch of people who were communists and they were doing bad things in the country. Okay. So, I don't know. I got my point of view on that. Okay. You know. But the left in the United States has for years and still for sure controls the public school yeah. system yeah. and conveniently minimizes the the um, the degree to which Stalin, specifically, let's just say Stalin. Stalin was so evil and killed so yeah. many more people than Hitler, yet if you were to ask someone today who's more evil, Joseph Stalin or Vladimir Putin, I wouldn't be surprised if many educated Young people said Vladimir Putin, or well, it's equal, or I it's mean, tied. Most people these days, they can't even recognize like a former president in the United States. So okay, okay. What, what, what so this isn't for? a good gauge for you anything. Know. So the thing is, like, there is a plan. <laughs> Has been a plan forever. Yes. And I feel, I was talking to other friends, I feel this start like back in, in the 80s. When they start to take over the uh, public education, because at some point, I don't know if you know uh, Anto- um, Antonio Gramsci. He was a communist that uh, he I fought. I don't think so. Well, he was a big communist who fought uh, next to uh, Mussolini, and then Mussolini put him in jail. Okay. He was a Italian communist, and he was the one who wrote that one of his books uh, when he was in jail. Uh, United States, he will never be defeated by, you know, like an army or something like that. We have to penetrate the American society mm. in order to, you know, uh, defeat them, but from the inside. Socialists are smarter than fascists. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> and I'm really sad about it. I'm really they sad are. About They're it. like, hey, don't you yeah. care about poor people? That's why I say all the time, like, mostly conveniently naive. Because that's you know right. okay. I was trying to interpret. You know what's going on. Don't try to to show up like a you're naive or something like that. You know what's going on. Okay. Why why you try to show yourself as a naive person? You know, mm-hmm. and uh, the thing is that's what he did back in the eighties. They tried to infiltrate the uh, system. How first thing, schools, education. That's the first thing because the communists they don't doesn't work for. Uh, from one day to the next week. No, 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 no. They were for years ahead. Mm-hmm. So back in the 80s, we got a bunch of like, uh, you know, I'll say commies uh, trying to fight the, uh, all this stuff in the United States and all of that. Um, but at some point, that people were going to uh, go to the school. They went to college. But then that people from college, uh, at some point, they're going to start a job. Some of those people gonna be like the people like uh, working in the government facilities, and at some point, some of that people like uh, I don't know if you see the Bla- the Blasio, mm-hmm. you know the Blasio, the uh, New York. Uh, oh yeah, great. Check back Governor. in the eighties, yeah. yeah. what he was doing. He was a big one of those uh, revolutionaries uh, guys and all all that stuff. Yeah, and um, John Brennan, who was the director of the CIA under Obama, you know, voted for a communist for president yeah. for the United States. And that's the thing is like. Uh, when you see back in the times, that's how they work. And it probably goes even further than the 80s. I mean, well, look into I, the 50s with McCarthyism. Well, the thing is, uh, back in the 50s, uh, it was a thing, but it didn't work that better because uh, obviously the values back in the 50s were different. Then we got the 80s. Values are changing in mm. the American society. Okay. Uh, then we got the 90s. 
everything was different from the 80s to the 90s. Okay. And that's where real started, with, even with the uh, pop culture. You know, like uh, all the new artists and the Hollywood elites and all that. Everything is start to change. Okay. And that's only with one reason. I mean, in my point of view. It's the only reason to try to make people more ignorant and try to make people more like, you know, like these days. People don't care about history anymore. Mm. If you ask, uh, there are some videos in Facebook and YouTube. Like some people are just like uh, asking like... Uh, Go to a university and ask kids questions. Hey, you know King Kardashian? Oh yeah, I know who is King Kardashian. But then they show a, president, a former president of the United States picture like... No, I don't know who's that guy. Yeah. I was sick about that. Yeah. I'm like, how come you're a person with a level of uh, intelligence in a college? I never went to college, despite I consider myself intelligence, you know, but that people are smart. You didn't even go to college in Cuba? No. no. What did you do for work in Cuba when you left? Uh, cameraman. What, how much money did you make a month? <laughs> No, and I was, uh, I'll say in average, I was good over other people. Because okay. uh, sometimes I've shoot a commercial or something like that, I could make like a hundred bucks for US. But back in the times, that was a lot of money. Sure. And I just did that money probably shooting a commercial for three days. It wasn't happening like every day, but you know, like once a month or On so average, I, how much do you think you made a month? A month? I'll say like a... Between 200, 250 US. And that's a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah In yeah. Cuba, that's yeah, a that lot of money. Yeah, that was a lot. Yeah. That was a lot. I, I could afford stuff that people couldn't afford. Was that considered black market? No, no, It no, was no. legal? Were you doing yeah. it with, with the government? Yeah, yeah, I was working with the uh, Cuban television. You know, everything is from the government there, yeah. right? Yeah. So I was in the uh, Cuban television. I was Were you the, pretending to be pro-communism? No, never. No, oh, okay. Never. Never, 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 never. I remember when I was in this, uh, like high school, we call high school, uh, they tried to offer me a position because I was kind of like famous, popular between my group, you know. And obviously, how, that's how communists work. They try to control the people with the, the powerful people. The powerful people. And they tried to offer me like a position in the uh, young communist uh, organization. Yeah, young communist, yeah. Whatever it's called. I say, like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to know nothing about that. Yeah, but well, you're going to have some benefits. I say, like, I'm okay. I don't even believe this government. And I got in trouble because obviously back in that time, if you say that, you get in trouble. And uh, the school I was uh, studying, it was for teachers. So they were preparing teachers. And they said, like, well, you, you're going to be a teacher at some point. I said, hey, you know what? I'm here just because they uh, expulsed me from another school. Because I was doing like bad things, you know, um, bad things like young people things, you know, like smoking and all of that. <gasps> yeah. So I was a bad guy. <laughs> so, and obviously I was like 15 years old. So that was just doing thing. normal things yeah, kids do. You know, and they put me in that school because there were no more uh, capacity in other schools. And I told them like, you know, I just came over here because there were no other place to go, but I don't want to be a teacher. Okay. But then my mom, she, she was a teacher her her life. And she was proud about, oh, yeah, you're going to be a teacher, all of that. I said, like, nah, 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 nah. Your mother was a teacher yes. in Cuba her yeah. whole life. Yeah, her whole life. Same uh, with uh, my wife, Yanni. Both her parents were teachers yeah. for like 30 years in yeah. Cuba. They were born in 1952, um, my mom. Okay, she was born in 52. Yeah. So right, her, 
Yanni's parents were born in uh, 55 and 56. Yep. So they were recruited at the age of like 13 yep. to go into some program. That was probably the same thing my mom goes. To be my basically mom, indoctrinated to indoctrinate yeah. the, the, the youth. My mom, she's uh, uh, from Las Tunas too. Really? And uh, Yeah. She born in Las Tunas. But wow. then she moved to the, uh, the uh, island in the south of Cuba. Okay. Um, Vladimir, I appreciate you coming on today. You, you make commercials. You do video work? Yeah. I got a little company, Casalta Pictures. Okay. That's uh, my... Uh, one of my side gigs. I mean, that's my passion first. Um, that's, uh, my what else do you do for work? Uh, I do just like Uber. And oh, okay. Like, yeah. That kind of stuff. Lots of safety net, you know. So if someone listening wanted to uh, have you help them with pictures or, or video yeah. work? Yeah, I do uh, most on the uh, commercial side. Because okay. some people, sometimes they call me for a wedding and stuff like that. No, thanks. No, that's not me. You know, I got good friends who can do that job. Uh-huh. It, same thing you can call me and then i'll transfer to that people because they do that kind of stuff but i do more like a, a commercial stuff like restaurants like you know if you need like a corporate video for whatever like you know i'll do that um and your vladimir aguilar, aguilar. Uh, facebook profile is public yep do you have any other social media uh, accounts I go, you use i go uh, on twitter as uh, el matador Kentucky. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think I'm, I follow you on that. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, that's me. Okay. And, uh, well, for my business, I got Casalda Pictures on Facebook and uh, on Instagram, too. You're going to see Casalda Pictures. Okay. Um, you have lived in many countries across the world. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, Trinidad, uh, uh, Canada, uh, Cuba, United States. Where do you think the best place to live in the world is? United States of America. Okay. Are you just saying that because you're here? No. Why because, is it the best? Because it's the only country in the world so far. So far, I'm not saying so far because I think too many things in danger right now. It's the only country in the world when you can become free for real. For real. That's the only country in the world you can become free. And when you say free, you mean you can acquire wealth, you can leave the country when you want, you the can thing, come back when, when I, you want. When I, when I say free, I uh-huh. mean free, you know, in the whole spectrum of the, uh, of the uh, world. You okay. know, like financially, spiritually, you can believe whatever you want to believe here. As far as you obey the, the rules and the laws, you're going to be, or you're supposed to be okay. Or at least that's what the Constitution States. And it still is that way today, in your opinion, at least right now. With some examples, like, you know, like sometimes. Uh, some journalists get in trouble. Yeah. Edward Snowden, Julian Assange. Yep. You know, yep. you, you rat, start ratting out the government for certain things. Yep. Yeah, you might get locked up. And that's what I say when uh, sometimes, like, uh, people sometimes are like, why you speak up? Why you don't shut up yourself? I say, because, well, the thing is, I, I lost that country once. I don't want to lose it twice. Mm-hmm. And this is my country now. Despite whatever people think about it. Yeah, I'm Cuban by roots, but I'm American by soul. You are a citizen. Yeah, I'm a citizen. How long have you been a citizen? Uh, no more than a year. Okay. Yeah, I just became a citizen in uh, uh, 2021. Okay. Yep. As my wife did also yeah. in uh, early 2021. Yep. Very cool. Uh, and that's a big deal to you. So you're, yeah. just, you're very proud of your I'm being a citizen proud. of the United States. Yep. yep. That's uh, I th- I feel that's the uh, one of the best gift God gave me to become a citizen. Here. And your son, 
Yeah, well, obviously. Uh, well, I mean, and for your son. That's one of the yeah. best gifts given to you yeah. and to given to, to your son, son too, yep. is to have him here. And now who knows what he wants to do for work when he's an adult. You said well, he's 17 years old. I mean, he could go into this field or that field. There are job opportunities. The thing here. is, uh, I told him, like, uh, obviously, I, I help him a lot. Sure. You know, to establish himself here. Sure. I got a home and he got a car. He was kind of like amazed. Like, what do you mean? Like, I'm just. He has his own car already? Yeah, he got his own car. Wow. Because that was my. He has a driver's car. license. Well, I'm Not just yet. waiting till he get 18. So I don't have to go to the patents process and all of that. Gotcha. You know? So I told him like, hey, you're going to be 18 in, in one month. So just wait a little bit and then you can do your own license and everything. I don't have to fill out like forms and nothing of that. Okay. Um, the thing is, like, I told him, whatever I'm giving to you are tools to create your future. Mm. But the only person responsible for that is you. Because I can give you whatever you want. I can give you $2 million right now. You can be broke up in two months, yeah, or you can, can be a millionaire for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. It's up to you. Okay. I'm just giving you the tools. Whatever you want to do with your life is on you, buddy, you know? He is going to Jefferson County Public Schools? Yeah, he's uh, he's starting on Newcomer Academy. Okay. That's the uh, school for immigrants. Mm -hmm. That's where my stepdaughter went. She started in ESL. younger. Yeah, ESL. I think yeah. she was started in the seventh grade, so, you know, that was years ago. Mm -hmm. are, are you concerned that the public schools will try to indoctrinate him as being a victim and that type of thing? Well, because he's a minority, and and in the United States, minorities do not have opportunities. Obviously, that's uh, that's what I tell him all the time. You talk to him about so, that. I, I, but I he's you. he's he's pretty aware of that because <laughs> you talk to him about it. But every obviously, day. he say also like I come from the hell. Yeah, no one can do nothing about it. Sure, and trust me, none of them know more than me about that. He just came from there. So they're not going to convince him know. he's a victim and it sucks to live it sucks to live in the United nah, States nah, 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 just because you're brown you're not going to have any opportunities yep. no yep. he's not going to nah, fall nah, for nah, that. No 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 man my my son he he's kind of like me he got like pretty strong belief and you know principles and yeah he but more he he knows what's going on cuz he just suffered more recent than even you, you know, than even you than me yes you know cuz that's the thing with Cuba Despite you think Cuba was bad when I left Cuba. Mm -hmm. That's the same as my wife. Now it's worse. Yeah. Even when he left Cuba four months ago, now it's worse. Mm -hmm. And he's like, Dad, this is worse than when I left Cuba. Mm -hmm. You know, so Cuba is uh, kind of like an involution uh, stage all the time. Some people might think like evolution, but no, Cuba is involution. Involution. Right? Yeah. So going the wrong way. In the wrong way, so... Getting even worse. At some point, we're going to be like uh, Indians and, you know, trying to fish and, you know, because that's how we're going to. There are uh, limits as to how many fish you can even catch and eat. Well, I think, there, there's not even limits. You can't fish. You can't fish unless you, you ask the government first, maybe, and they tell you. If, if you ask them, they will say no. <laughs> if they catch you, you're going to end in jail with a fine, you know, okay. and they're going to. Take off, they're going to size your fish or your equipment or whatever. And then they're going to say you're a criminal for the yep. rest of your life. That yep. Vladimir, whoever it was, criminal. Yep. Horrible criminal. And every time the... Enemy uh, of the state. Yeah. Every time the uh, police stop in the street for no reason and ask you for ID, if that, come, if that comes up on the uh, thing, on the record, you're going to jail. Wow. And you're like, why? 
well, this just came up. You were yeah, fishing three years ago you because know, you were like, hungry. You got a fine for that. Yeah, but I paid the fine already. Like, I mean, yeah, but still, let's go to the uh, police uh, station, and then we're going to fix it from there. If anyone's listening, before we wrap up the episode, if anyone's listening and they're kind of sympathetic to AOC or Bernie Sanders, do you have anything you'd like to say to them? Well, guys, <laughs> just think about it. Why do you think Vladimir Aguilar is in the United States with his family? There's only one reason. Because there's nothing good from communists or socialists. And the proof of that, it's me. I'm the living proof of that. I don't want to be in a country where, like, the winter is freezing because I'm born in the south. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you to, could choose, you would have it yeah. summer all year. Obviously, who wants to be here, like, 10 degrees in Kentucky? No My one. wife does not <laughs> like the cold at all. Yeah, you know, so that's the only proof of everything that I, I tell to everyone like guys i'm the proof of that would you also warn people to be uh, conscientious and skeptical of uh, pronouns or black lives matter or things like that is that a, a stepping stone towards socialism obviously all of these people obviously to you but why, why is it well i'll say like when you see people like uh uh i forgot that name for uh the girl the uh, one of the uh, promoters of uh, black Lives matter What's her name? I forget. Uh, uh, well, the the girls who uh, just bought Patrice the, something. Yeah, Patrice Coulor. Okay. Yeah. Yep. If you define yourself as a trainee Marxist, what it means to you? Mm -hmm. You are a communist. If you are a trainee Marxist, you are a communist. There's no other reason for that. Okay. And she declared that on a video. She did. I saw it, yeah. So what else you need to and know? she said, we are we, trained communists, are not trained. just her. So the founders of Black Lives Matter are Black communists. Lives Matter, Antifa, all of that is the, uh, I would say, like the arm of the communism. In the United States. In the United States. That's, the, the, that's what Castro did back in the times. That's what uh, Stalin did. Uh, what... That's what uh, uh, Hitler did with the uh, brown shirts. Mm. I don't know if you know about that. Sure, yeah. Yeah. So that was the people going in the streets, like trying to beating people. And obviously he will say like, no, 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 no. That's just the people trying to fight themselves. Mm -hmm. It's nothing. It doesn't have nothing to do with the government. Mm -hmm. But we know everything is a lie. And to try to convince people that if you don't support Black Lives Matter, you are racist. Yep. They, they've been calling me white supremacist. Uh -huh. Me. My, I mean, my dad is black, I'm brown, and I don't think, well, my mom is the only white in my family, but even her- Her family's from Spain? <laughs> yeah, but okay. even in her family, she got like brown people too. And I'm like, well, if I'm a white supremacist to you, okay, that's fine. Mm -hmm. what, I want, what, what else you want me to do? Same for me, I'm, I'm completely white <laughs> and a complete gringo. You and know. so I, I actually don't get called racist as much, at least to my face or that I hear, but I do not mind entertaining conversations like this because i have kids you know i think yeah. this shit's important yeah obviously and obviously. to back down and to be like oh no i don't want to be called racist that's called being a fucking coward if the first thing is like the communists how i say they try to kill your character how giving you names don't fall under those names mm -hmm. whatever they call you you are a racist yes i am so what you're a xenophobic yes i am transphobic transphobic yes i am so what you like cocaine no i like cocaine <laughs> yeah. is that an issue no that's kind of what trump did 
That's what I tell people. <laughs> they try to tear your character down. Because obviously, like, when you speak up and you go up from people telling the truth, you know, the most hated is the one who say the truth. Yeah. And uh, I'm kind of like that person. I've always said, or I've thought, I don't know if I've said it yet on the podcast, but if this podcast grows and I continue with this type of messaging, yeah. I will get called racist. Yeah. Like more more than Rogan I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, you know, so yeah, yeah. hopefully one day everybody calls me racist <laughs> if everything goes well, yeah. because that's inevitable. Well, if you if start it, to be powerful and you have an anti the socialist type message, you're, you're uh, uh, homophobic, transphobic, racist, everything. That's, that's the thing that I always say. Uh, it doesn't matter how people speak about you, good or bad. The thing is that they speak about you. Okay, okay. That means you're doing something good. Okay. You know, so if they speak bad a lot, that's that's good. You're sure. doing something that make them speak. Sure. The sad thing is when no one speak about you. Okay, yes. And you pass like, you know, on their like side for everyone. Sure. You know, so that's my point of view. Gotcha. Well, Vladimir, I really appreciate you coming on the show Thanks, today. Man. Um you know, I, I love these types of episodes. We should do another one, maybe one day, my wife Yanni or Maria or Berta yeah. or, you know, any of these. So I, I Thank love you for having me here because uh, there's no too many places where you can speak up freely, at least not without getting in trouble. Yeah. Sure. So no, that's why podcasts are so great. I love it, man. Yeah. I like freedom. Yeah, freedom is a good thing. Oh, yeah. Always. So good stuff, Vladimir. Thank you once again for coming on. Also, I want to thank everyone for tuning in to The Kelly Patrick Show. Of course, we will have another episode out soon. Yeah. Hey, come on. <laughs>